Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Like I tell everybody every week, I want you to stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. And I always tell people, you have a passion, lead with your gifts. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or actually living your dreams. On my show, I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and what I like to call industry decision makers. Today, my guest is one of my favorite people on the Food Network channel. Any channel that deals with food is Duff Goldman. When he when his dream of rock stardom wasn't playing or paying the bills, like my dream of being a comedian wasn't paying the bill, he turned his pastry talents and founded Charm City Cakes in Baltimore, Maryland in 2002. He's an entrepreneur. His cakes are sold on Gold Belly and are available nationwide through shipping. And you also can buy Duff Cake Mix. He recently released his first kid's cookbook, Super Good Baking for Kids. And in 2021, he became a proud papa, which I love to talk about. Boy, it changes your life. I got an only daughter that changed my life. Duff is on the show to talk about his new Discovery Plus original series, Duff's Happy Fun Bake Time, premiering April 29th on Discovery Plus. Please welcome to Money Made Conversation. He's going to make me smile. I know he is. Duff Goldman. How you doing, sir? <laughs> got the t-shirt on. How you doing, Rashawn? You just marketing all. You got the t-shirt on. I don't know what kind of bull you got on your shirt. Though. You just doing it. <laughs> Looking good, man. How you doing, proud papa? Let's talk you. about that. Being a proud papa, man. Oh man. So we have a daughter. She is three months old, and I feel like I feel like I finally have purpose in my life. There, I, I understand now the reason why they put me on this earth. It was to be a daddy. I love it. I just love it. It's really amazing. You know, I, I know I, you know, fortunate to have a daughter, you know, and as well. And um, just the, the, you know, it's, it's just unconditional love, you know, and then, yeah. and then you get to that part Duff, where, you know, you, you can't hurt them, you know, even though they fall, they can't sit up because they don't have a spine yet strong enough to hold them up. And the whole process is, is it really does give you a sense of purpose, man, you know, because not saying you don't have it, but it gives you a future. It becomes part of your, what, what you know, you have a purpose of planning this young child, 18 years, all the years that you've had in your head about your life that people have talked about, now it's being transferred into this child. Tell us about it. Well, you know, if there's something about like raising a child and then you think about like my own childhood, I'm like, okay, what do I like about myself? And how do I foster that into her? And what do, what would I like to not have like you know there's yeah, we all have things where we're critical of our, ourselves and how do you when you're raising a child like how do you make sure that you know they are equipped with the things that will help them through those problems better than you were when you know you were trying to figure that out and just trying to understand like how do I articulate these things to my child as she's growing up you know yeah that's that's important because you know you're you're moving your your industry has always been adult driven it's now kind of moving in that direction of children and I'm gonna tell you something I've watched the show we're gonna talk about I'm gonna jump around a little bit because I'm talking really moving into the Duff Happy Fun Bake Time because they sent me a bunch of clips of the show because it premieres yeah. you know this month and so when I watch the clips, what audience are you? Let me ask you first. What audience are you shooting for for the show? Let me ask you that first. Uh, 
So um, I really want everybody to watch it. Okay. I want kids to watch it. I want their parents to watch it with them. I, I wanted it to be like not just tolerable, but really enjoyable for adults. But I want people who don't have kids to watch it too. And um, my last cookbook was for kids. And I wrote that book, especially so if, if kids get it, they're going to be stoked. If adults get it, they're going to be stoked too because all the recipes are real. I tend to find that if I talk to kids and adults the same, like like if I talk to the kids like adults, kids respond much better. You know, when you when you really kind of like slow it way down and really talk down, kids tune out. They're like, I don't got time for that. Right. You know, and so um, hopefully uh, for Duff Happy Fun Bake Time, I hope everybody across the across the spectrum loves it. High school kids, college kids, adults, kids, parents, everybody. Well, I think it's going to be a big hit with millennials because millennials are into that. You know, you know, do it yourself. They 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 they're used to the podcast. They they grew up on the videos, the YouTube. So they're used to watching stuff and being told what to do through a screen, and also until some adult telling them what to do. But I'm going to tell you, watching the videos, one thing I did notice is it's really good, is that because you're moving kind of slow, you know, because because you're dealing with uh, Jim Hansen characters around, you have to respond back to them. It really helped me, and I can bake and I can cook. But when I normally watch TV, you guys are so smooth, y'all so fast, that sometimes, you know, you have to put pause. And really, watching you, you don't have to put the, you You can almost follow you and bake it at the same time, right? Oh, that's good. You know, one of the things that I try to do, and we do it on Happy Fun Bake Time, too, whenever I'm cooking on television, I always tell them, leave the mistakes in. If I make a mistake, I want everybody to see it, and then they can hear me talk myself through it. And that way, like when I'm learning, if I, if I do something, I'm like, okay, I messed this thing up. I need to think about my process. I need to think about what I'm doing. I do it out loud. And I, I talk through my thought process. And that way, everybody at home understands how I'm thinking about that. And it, it, it goes, it doesn't, it, it becomes uh, an opportunity there and not a mistake anymore. Now everybody's learning. Good. Well, you know, yeah. that, that thought that was really important that I got that out to you because, you know, videos are, you know, you have these little quick videos on Buzz and all BuzzFeed and all that stuff. You know, they move yeah. so fast, you have to pause, 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 pause. Watching your show or the clips that they sent to me of your show, I was like, wow, I could actually simultaneously do this as he's, as he's doing <laughs> it. And I'm an adult. So I, that's why I asked you earlier. Who are you really playing to? If you're playing for kids, I think a lot of adults are going to glob into, you know, going to watch this show because I can follow it. And it's very important. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I really think that um, the, the tone of it, it's very funny. Uh, you know, my sort of biggest influences are like, I like everything absurdist. So, you know, Monty Python, uh, Kids in the Hall, things like that. Um, I love Pee Wee's Playhouse growing up. You know, that was another sort of big <laughs> yes. influence, you know, and I just, you know, just Pee Wee's, you know, Paul Rubens, just imagination is just through the roof. I just love the way he thinks. And so, you know, there's a, a lot of those kind of influences really went into the show. And when you watch it, there's some really absurd, silly, fun stuff. Like there's, um, there are six eggs in the refrigerator that are puppets. And each one of them is a different grandmother. Right. And so any, anytime I open the fridge, all the grandmothers, you know, they kind of, you know, yell at me. And it's, it's really funny. It's really, really funny. Okay, well, you, you got to start. Let's talk about these characters. You got Couscous, Dizzy, Edgar, Slater, Dragon Oven, and your boy, 
Jeff. So let's talk about let's break down. Let's Jeff. Let's talk about each one of those characters because off air, and I got to bring it on air. You know, I'm a little older than you. It reminded me of watching a great cooking version of uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It reminded me of Captain Kangaroo. And, you know, so it was refreshing watching this show. But I also know, you know, it's a risk, too, because people, it can come across as silly. It can come, what is he doing? He looks crazy. But it really comes (laughs) across as entertaining. And you have a really good sense of humor and and perfect comic timing. Perfect comic timing. Thank you. uh, You know, I grew up listening to, like, comedic records. You know, my parents had a lot of comedy on records, and I used to listen to them over and over again. And I think I developed my comedic time relatively early without even thinking about it. So, um, like, all the characters there, uh, let's start with Jeff. So, Jeff is my real-life, uh, you know, partner, chef de cuisine. I mean, he's been my sous chef since, you know, almost day one. Yes. Um, you know, I started Charm City Cakes in 2002. Jeff started working for me in 2003. And we've known each other since college. You know, I mean, we've been friends forever. And um, so uh, Jeff is also a musician. I'm a musician. A lot of the people, when we started Charm City Cakes, it was all my friends who were in bands who needed a job. And so we started this bakery so we could all work. And so um, Jeff is in, in Happy Fun Bake Time. He's the purveyor. So whenever I need ingredients, flour, butter, whatever, Jeff shows up and brings it to me. But Jeff is also an amazing singer-songwriter. So every time Jeff comes and drops off the groceries, he pulls out a guitar or a ukulele or something, and he <laughs> sings a song about whatever it is that we're doing in the kitchen. And it was just kind of like a fun way to sort of like get Jeff's like other talent besides cake decorating, you know, as part of the show. Because music is a big, big part of it too. Yeah, and now we have you know, now Jim Henson. We cannot forget. Let's let's go back to all these uh, all these uh, puppets that are. Uh, powered by Jim Henson's genius, his brand genius. And now you, Duff, okay, did the idea come to you or did you pitch the idea to them? And then let's talk about these characters that were developed around you while you were doing these cooking sessions and baking sessions. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was in my apartment and I was baking and I was watching Sesame Street. Um, uh, I, I, I watch a lot of kids' shows. Like, just I really do enjoy them. Like, not just as research or anything i just i like watching sesame street it's a fantastic show and so i was baking and i'm watching tv and baking and i'm like looking at it and i was like you know this would be a really good idea right baking and you know having puppets and like being able to do all like the really conceptual beautiful artwork that that they did on sesame street so i wrote basically like a like i I wrote the first episode right i my wife and I created these characters and we kind of came up with like how we're explaining the science of how an egg works. Right. And then um, I wrote this whole thing and I brought it to Jim Henson, uh, the Jim Henson company. And I was like, Hey, here's my idea. And I kind of like acted out the whole show. And uh, they were like, yes, we're going to, we want to make that. Wow. And then we brought the food network. And we brought it to Discovery and we're like, hey, I got this idea. It's not like, you know, there's no scripted television on Food Network or really on any Discovery. And I was like, I really want to do this show. I think it's great. And they're like, we do too. Let's make it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, like you understand how this business works. Like the fact that something this different and kind of, you know, just like there's not really a model for what we did. The fact that something like this got made is, I mean, it's a million to one. And 
know, well, you I know, just thank well, God that's that the power. Of, that's the power of streaming television. Because you know, if it was like a, if it was on the, what we slot this on the cook, cooking channel? What do we slot this on the Food Network? But in streaming, you know, it's everything's a category, and you're and you're a brand. So they go, well, this is Duff's new show. And and I just love the yeah. fact that you know I know you said Sesame Street, and the reason I I went with uh, Captain Kangaroo and I went with uh, you know Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is because those are individuals and individuals. And I was just saying, I, and this is me just talking about your talent, and you're just a charismatic, fun, entertaining guy, you know. And we're going to talk about Charm City in a minute because the fact that that evolved around just 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 individuals who just thought out of the box in the kitchen is amazing to me. But that's why I thought that it was special because, you know, every every era, every 20 years, you know, there's a new individual that comes along that just really separates himself in that educational platform. Because this is what this really is. It's education for the young people to make them understand and be safe in the kitchen. Because you teach all those tips. And you have all these yeah. devices that the oven talks and, and all these things and the robot sitting right next to with the big eyeballs and all these different <laughs> things. And Slater, you know, the slow-moving sloth is over there just just you know, hanging off on you. That that really and, and it, it helps me out. And I think that because you're a new father now, you know, this is even more exciting because of the fact that it's going to repeat, 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 and your child's going to grow up on this, and you're going to have a whole new army of bakers and cooks because of you, Duff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, it's it's nice. Like, so with all the other characters, so Couscous is my sous chef, and she is, Couscous is really in charge of the kitchen. She right. is a robot that I made out of old kitchen parts. Mm-hmm. And she kind of keeps the rest of us in line because everybody else is a little crazy, uh, including me. Um, so there is uh, there's a there's a blue crab uh, from, you know, Chesapeake Bay. You know, I wanted to give a little nod to Baltimore. So there's a blue crab who's real crabby. And uh, another little nod to Baltimore. His name is Edgar after Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. who was born in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, there's Slater, who's kind of like the slacker sloth who lives in the ceiling and he kind of comes down every <laughs> once in a while. And yeah, um, the, the nice thing about Slater is that he's the one that's asking a lot of questions, right? right? He'll be like, why are you doing that? What's going on here? Why are we going to stick that thing in the mixer? You know, he's always asking questions. And so by asking questions, he gets me to, to you know, sort of like, you know, say the things that are really kind of the, the meat, you know, of like, well, let me show you how eggs work. Let me show you how the gluten in flour makes pasta chewy, you know, things like that. Um, there's also our oven is a dragon and he bakes everything in his mouth. So when we need to bake something, he gives a big roar and steam comes out. We put the food in his mouth. He closes it. He bakes it. And then we pull it back out. Love it. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, the beauty <laughs> of it. The mixer uh-huh. is, I was looking at my mixer and I was like, okay, I'm going to need a mixer. And I was kind of thinking of Cherry from Pee Wee's Playhouse, mm-hmm. you know, the big chair that talks. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like, what, like, what does mixer like look like? And I just thought, you know, what if it was an elephant, right? Like, right. you know, you can kind of see it's just <laughs> big ears. And then uh, she would mix everything. She mixes everything with her trunk. Right, right, right. So she, right. You know, yeah, you probably say this guy is really too engaged with this show, but I, I, I am because I'm excited about what you're doing because first of all, it's a lot of hard work because it's scripted, and so a lot of so you you pitch the idea that really unlike the other shows you've done, which is natural talent improv, you have a Thank script you. that you have to memorize and 
because when you throw a joke, somebody got to respond to the joke. How much work was that was involved in the in the in the table reads and the scripting of this stuff? And you stand on point with your conversation. Oh man, I got to say it's it was very uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like I, was, I really had to like, wow, I have to say a thing that I have to I have to I actually have to know what's about to come out of my mouth. Yes, because like usually it's just you know. It's just coming out. Like now I have like a, a specific thing that I have to say. I'm not good at that. You know, and when I, it's funny, when I first pitched the show to, to Jim Henson company, I assumed that somebody would be playing the, the head baker, the, you know, the person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 it's gotta be you. And I was like, I'm not an actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm a cake decorator. Like it has to be you. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'll give it a shot, you know? Um, and uh, so, you know, we did, but it was, it was, it was really difficult, but it was also because the puppeteers are so amazing. They got to remember, like, these are the best of the best right. in, in this industry. I mean, these guys, like they were, um, you know, one, one of the puppet lead on Duff's Happy Fun Bake Time was also uh, Agra in the Dark Crystal. And when I found that out, I like kind of like I got like a little starstruck, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I just the the, the the puppeteers that were on the show were just really, really good. And one of the things that they're great at is improv. And, you know, I am a total newbie. I've never acted. This is the first time I've had to learn lines and like, you know, interact with I've never worked with puppets before. I mean, this was all new to me. But they were so good at what they do. They could take somebody that had never been seen any of this world, you know, any of it. And they brought me in and just they made me good, you know. Wow. It was, it was magic. You well, know? you know, the, the thing about it is that, uh, first of all, I'm excited for you. You're, you're a great man. Uh, Thank and you. I love you. But it all started somewhere. And it all started with a, with a with, like, like a madhouse genius. I'm going to use that word. A <laughs> madhouse genius in 2002 at Charm City Cakes. Can you at least tell uh, my listeners and viewers, how did that come about? And then how did TV discover you? So um, I was, uh, I graduated culinary school in uh, 97. And I was working in hotels and restaurants. And I was I was basically just driving around the country, kind of bumming and, and, you know, doing different things, just trying things out. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to cook, but I wasn't sure, like, did I want to be a pastry chef at a hotel? Did I want to work in a bakery? Did I want to own a bakery? Did I want to work in a cake shop or a restaurant? Did I want to be a pastry chef in a five-star, you know, really crazy place? I just, I didn't know where I fit. And um, eventually I, I got back to Baltimore um, and I was working as a personal chef for a family uh, and they had four kids and I was, you know, I was really good with the kids. So that was kind of where I first realized I was like, I don't know why, but for some reason kids like respond to me. But then um, I, uh, I kind of wanted to put my cooking career on hold because I'm also a musician and I wanted to see if, if I could actually make it as a working, you know, musician right. in a mm-hmm. rock band. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job and I started making cakes in my apartment so I could pay the rent. <laughs> while I was becoming, uh, you know, a big famous rock star. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I'm still, I'm still waiting for that to happen. But um, so we, I was just making cakes in my apartment, and like Baltimore's not a big city, right? It's a you know medium sized city, and so when somebody who's like in their early twenties, covered in tattoos, who's in a rock band, is making you know really beautiful wedding cakes, like 
people talk about it. They're like, well, that's weird. And then, uh, so I started getting more business and, you know, people started realizing like, oh, this guy's actually good at what he does. And then, um, so then I hired my friend Jeff and then I hired a bunch of other of my friends. Um, some of them were going to art school, uh, in, in Baltimore, but they were all friends from kind of the music and art community of Baltimore. It's a very, very tight community. Um, well then, uh, we got a call from Food Network. They wanted us to be, to compete on one of the competition shows. Mm. And so Jeff and I were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so we went and we competed and like, you know, we failed, like, you know, I think we're at like third or fourth place, like mm. did not make a big splash as far as like our cake decorating skills go. Right. But we're we were we're really funny <laughs> so like you know we're just we kind of have like a very natural banter we've known each other forever and um you know so he's kind of like the straight man i'm the kind of wild man and they they like this like hey do you want to compete you know on another one and i was like well we didn't win and they're like it doesn't matter you guys are great you're funny so <laughs> they kept having us on even though we never win right we never won we weren't even like you know top three like we were always you know, kind of float around the middle. A couple of times we were all the way at the bottom, like our cakes would fall apart, right. things would catch on fire and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they were like, you guys are great TV. So then they came, they wanted to shoot some B-roll. So in TV, B-roll is like the kind of like the footage that somebody talks over. And so right. if you're seeing, a, you know, a, a cityscape, but you hear somebody's voice, that's B-roll, right? So they wanted to get some B-roll in the bakery. And so when they came to the bakery, Everybody in there was either in a, like a, a rock band or was going to art school. So mm -hmm. everybody was very unique, mm -hmm. right? A lot of tattoos, a lot of weird color hair, a lot of, you know, people just dress weird. Like we're just, you know, a bunch of weirdos. And so they were like filming and they're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of you guys. You know, we should, we should do a show in your bakery because we've never seen anything like this. There's a bunch of weird art kids with, you know, power tools on the wall making insane cakes wow well you're you're brilliant <laughs> yeah. my man you're a genius uh discovery plus original series duff's happy fun bake time premieres april 29th thank you for the conversation thank you for allowing me to speak to somebody i consider uh a genius in the baking and the culinary the, in that world that i aspire to you say you want to be a rock star i want to be a bake star how about that? It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, Rashad, if you're ever out in LA, man, look me up. Come on over. Let's have dinner. You sound super cool. I appreciate man. you. You will be doing. You did my boy Stephen A's show today, right? You're doing this show. Did this show, right? Stephen A. Yeah, that's yeah, my boy. Totally. That's, my, that's my TV show too. I executive produced that show. Oh, cool! Right. Yeah, yeah. So, that, he's amazing. Yeah. So, I, so I got love for you, Duff. I got love for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All I right. appreciate it. I gotta let you go, man. They they pressing me. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Bye bye. All right, buddy. Mm -hmm. See you soon. Bye. Okay. If you want to hear or see any more of my interviews, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.